Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's Journey. Escape your everyday life and experience the world through the lens of June Parker and search for hidden clues and uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Engage your observation skills to quickly uncover key pieces of information that lead to chapters of mystery, danger, and romance. Where will each new chapter take you? Days are long and life is hectic. There's nothing more relaxing than shutting off my brain and playing a round of June's journey. I will take it all, the glamorous culture of the 1920s, scandalous family secrets, and explore and even build my own vivid sceneries. I love to let my imagination run wild when decorating my island estate. June needs your help, detective. Download June's journey for free on iOS and Android. Sophia Theater, Sacramento, California, March 12th. You've heard about it many times, but I need to sell some tickets to this. You people begged me to come. Sacramento. If you don't show up, that'll be the last time I'm ever in Sacramento. I'm excited to do it. Thursday night, March 12th. Please buy tickets. Hyenas in Fort Worth, Texas. Very excited to return to Hyenas. That's March 19th through the 21st. Then I go to Good Nights. Oh, come on, Good Nights in Raleigh. Please. The Thursday, April 2nd through April 4th, Raleigh. That's where I'm coming. Haven't been there in a long, long time. Good nights in Raleigh. Spokane Comedy Club, Spokane, Washington. A great little town, April 16th through the 18th. And the Skyline Comedy Club in Appleton, Wisconsin. That is April 30th through and May 1st and 2nd. I would love to see all of you there. More dates coming. If you people come to the shows, I will, I will, I will kiss coronavirus goodbye, and I will come out and kiss you right on your faces. Uh, let's do another cover to cover. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cover to Cover. I have to tell you, we have a very special episode this week. It's very exciting. We're going to throw some new stuff, you know, try some new ideas. We've been doing this a long time now, year and a half, 80-something episodes, and we're all going to be dead from coronavirus, so I decided to take some chances. I know people like my hometown stories, so we have decided to, this week, have a very, very special guest. I... Moved to Los Angeles with this guy many, many, many years ago. We came, we went to high school together. He grew up in Ronkonkoma, just like me. We are doing it live from his restaurant. He owns several restaurants here in Los Angeles. This one is called Local Peasant. It's on Ventura Boulevard. in uh, No, this one's in uh, Sherman Oaks. You have one in Woodland Hills. This is Sherman Oaks, California. And Alex and I are actually, Alex is here as well. Say hi, Alex. What's going on? Uh, we're excited to be out of uh, Koreatown for a day because I, I don't know if you've heard, Koreatown has been pretty much shut down by the coronavirus uh, because there was rumors a few days ago that uh, a, a flight attendant from Korean Air had coronavirus. I went to like nine restaurants in, in, an, in a half an hour or something. I don't know how people even bought this story. It turns out it was a bit of a rumor, but it was enough to close down the entire city. Uh, Koreatown for it seemed it's still seemingly closed down. One of the uh, restaurants, and I'm not fucking around when I tell you this, that lost like 90% of that business is called Han Bat Sulan Fang. <laughs> so this fucking guy from Koreatown, he named his restaurant, he put bat in the title of his restaurant. So he doesn't stand the chance right nope. now. Things are going to be rough for him for the next couple of weeks. So anyway, we're out, we're in Sherman Oaks, California, uh, where things don't seem to be too bad yet. And we are with, I mean, Ronkonkoma's own, 
uh, Hawkeye Street, was it? Hawkeye Street, right yes, down by the lake? Hawkeye Street. Uh, Carl McKeenan, M-A-K-I-N-E-N, my oldest friend in uh, in Los Angeles. I mean, God, yeah, we came here together in 19, God, I don't even want to say, I, I kind of lie about the date now when people ask me, but the true date is what, 88, 87, something like that? It was right after the Mets won the World Talk Series. Talk a little close to the microphone, so was, yeah. Uh, what was that? 1987, August 23rd, 1987. Yeah, yeah, we came out and we stayed in a little apartment on uh, Vermont Avenue and Hollywood Boulevard, uh, which now I have to say is a much nicer area. And much of Los Angeles is a little bit nicer than when we got here. It was, things have changed a lot over 30 some odd years. Uh, anyway, what I thought would be interesting to talk about, you know, we, we, we have some topics we'll discuss, like, you know, some news stuff. But I also think it'd be interesting because I just did a comedy festival at the in San Luis Obispo this weekend. I went up to the slow comedy festival and it's been, it's run by a couple of old comedy friends of mine. Guys have been knocking around for a long time. And I have to say that, um, I, I was there for three days and I was enjoying myself. I was enjoying hanging out with everybody. Nobody was now this, not to sound like an asshole, but none of the comedians have had the success that I have had, but we've all been doing it the same amount of time. And as I was sitting there each night watching these guys, you know, uh, crawl over their dead mothers for a piece of free pizza, I thought to myself, thank God for Chelsea Handler and uh, Heather McDonald and the people who've like taken me along for the ride. And the reason I'm not, you know, too concerned about free pizza and, you know, getting seven minutes on a festival in, in San Luis Obispo. I was like, this is, thank God I'm not this person. But we did pay our dues, Chris. Exactly. Come on, we've well, been here a gonna, long time. That's what we're going to get to. So uh, so I, I wanted to have Carl on because we came here with nothing, like many people do, uh, to, to, to seek fame and fortune. And things have changed since we've been here. We've seen, every, I mean, everything's changed. For instance, podcasts, what we're doing now is something that didn't even exist before, but now it's a way to kind of make your way in the world. It's worked for me. It's been a great thing for me to do. So here now is Carl McKeenan. Both of us came from Ronkonkoma, New York, to Los Angeles, California. And in a weird way, we both kind of made it more so than most do, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Ronkonkoma on, man. Ronkonkoma yeah. on, <laughs> 11779. That's the, our area code out there. And Carl was on, your biggest credit is probably Walking Dead. I would say, yeah, yeah. You, season you seven, on, Walking Dead, season seven, Richard. Richard, yeah, you were on Walking Dead. You were one of the villagers or some shit? Uh, the Kingdom, it? the Kingdom. The Kingdom, yes. You were in the Kingdom, and you were good on that. You had a good... I, I never really watched The Walking Dead, but I watched when you were on it. Yeah, you know, I've been bumming around since... I don't know. I mean, it took a little while for us to get going, but I am... Um, uh, you know, guest stars here and there. I never had anything that you could classify me like, oh, you know Carl from this. Well, and I can finally, tell you what people do know you from because he's a, now you could watch me on, on his show probably every uh, other week, David Spade, Lights Out with David Spade. But you are, you have a very integral part in Joe Dirt. You are in Joe Dirt. <laughs> and at the end, you're the one who, who saves Joe Dirt from jumping off a bridge. At the, he's going to commit suicide and you're the cop that talks him down. And so I, I get to say the classic you line. Do. You say, dig it. Uh, yeah, life is a garden. Life is a garden. Dig it. Yeah. So you are. Uh, you are kind of. You have some. You have some pretty integral parts in in a lot of famous movies. Yeah. Yeah. Thirteen days. Thirteen I days. With Kevin you're, Costner. Kennedy, had a scene Kennedy there. movie. You're in. You're in like one of the one of those Princess Diaries or Princess something. Princess Diaries. Yes. Yeah. So you've you've done it. You've done a ton of stuff. 
I, I have, I have, but like I said, no, you would never be able to pick me out from that, you know, but then, you know, when Walking Dead came along, it kind of changed everything, like up the game, kind of like Chelsea for you. Right. You, you, everybody has one of those where, you know, all of a sudden now you, you, you've ta- you, you have a little bit, I mean, I went from zero to, to 60 in a hurry, like, but you had a little bit of a slower progression of like getting some quality stuff along the way and then boom, you know, Walking Dead was a couple seasons and now you just did another thing on CBS all access that seven people yeah. watched. Yeah, yeah, Strange and, Angel. Yeah, Strange, Strange Angel. You know how people, everyone's talking about Strange Angel out there on the street. You can't walk. You can't walk fifteen feet without people going. Hey, see last night, Strange Angel. Yeah, uh, no, no, I don't think too many people watched it. I don't think they got more uh, subscribers from actually, it. Actually, more people are hearing your voice right now than uh, than watch Strange Angel. So uh, you're welcome for that. It was an interesting concept, interesting you know show talking about you know Jet Propulsion Laboratory and oh yeah, see, I just heard everyone clicking their radio. So did you hear yeah. that? They could hear them actually turn it off. Did you? Uh, now you're also in Call of the Wild, the Harrison Ford movie that's out in theaters right now. You're, you did it, you shot it, but you go cut out in, in Hollywood fashion. This is true. This is, this is a very exciting moment. I mean, to be in a movie with Harrison Ford, and I had a scene with and Harrison Ford. a giant Ford. Jack London novel. Yeah, 100. What was written? I think it was written in 1906. This yeah. Was, and I mean, it's a classic novel. Everybody knows about it. I was so excited about you be working with Harrison Ford. I got to work with the man. I mean, it was incredible. Yeah. I had a scene. I shot for two and a half weeks up in Acton. We recreated the whole uh, Alaskan city up there. A crazy, crazy amount of money that uh, the budget was yeah, so much so that I read yesterday in the paper that it's doing very well in the box office more but better than I thought but yet it still stands to lose 120 million dollars because it cost almost 200 million dollars to make yeah so yeah. Uh, as they they're doing better than they thought but if it cost 14 million it would have been fine yeah the first weekend was like 25 million which they were they were shocked by but then it dropped off a little bit plus it cost 250 million to make plus you add another 100 million you know for who spent uh, you know who spent uh, 10 bucks each on it G- Gene and Jerry Frangiola, my parents went, they went, they went in Myrtle Beach, California. Their first show was sold out. They had to go, they went to Bonefish, had some lunch, went back and saw the later show, 4 p.m. I got to tell they you. They enjoyed it. Yeah. My mother said the dog looks fake, but otherwise they yeah, thought it was pretty good. I mean, that was the whole thing. Your brain, your brain has a disconnect when the dog does things that natural dogs don't do, right. but it looks like a dog. Okay. Like, it really messes with your brain. I mean, the amazing thing about it too was uh, I got to take my family to the premiere, which was amazing. Right. I made a true Hollywood now you, premiere. You're a married man, two children. I have two kids. Nice yeah. kids. Ten and I seven. saw them the other night. My son's going to be eight uh, Thursday. Yeah. 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 Good family from Ronkonkoma. Yep. Uh, like I said, we went to high school together, Connecticut High School. We're in a lot of uh, uh, plays together, theatrical productions. Alex, you could pipe in at any time. I know this is fascinating. You're probably sitting there like looking at two giant stars right now going, how did I get so lucky to be sitting in the presence of these two Hollywood powerhouses. Yeah, I I, uh, I love Jack London. So uh, oh, you do, yeah. <laughs> Did you hear when he talked about uh, the radio waves in this uh, CBS All Access show? That was pretty exciting stuff. I actually saw the billboard for that show the other day. Yeah, so, uh, there is a weird billboard where it looks like there's like a there's like an orgy going on in the billboard. I saw it too. I'm like, I, to I was like, what is this show about? Because it's like people lying all over each other on the billboard of Strange Angel. Uh, anyway. Let's get back to the struggles that we uh, we come here in 1988 or 87, whatever it was. We land in LAX. So just, I think this might be interesting for people to hear. You know, two guys who just came out and, and, and we didn't know what we were doing, right? We 
We landed at LAX thinking we were at the, you were, you know, you, it's a little different now because you can Google everything and see well, where, what things are all. That's but what we, I always say too. Yeah. We didn't have that technology. So we, we thought LAX, but we were a little stupid too. So, you know, that, that, well, you know, Chris, I mean, right. So originally when we got out of high school, we did all the high school plays, right? right. We, all had, we had the lead in all the high school plays. We thought, let's go to New York city. We're right here. So remember we went to HB studio. We went to an acting school in New York. We got a yeah. scholarship. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wait, no, it's it's funny. We we actually auditioned for a, a, this scholarship that they gave out. It was called the the, uh, the Orvis Scholarship, Oakdale Ronconcomo, Oakdale Ronconcomo Bohemia Booster for the Arts oh, Orvis Scholarship. I didn't even know it meant that. Jesus. Oh, you didn't know that? Ah, uh, yes. Anyway, uh, and it, we were supposed to do like a little scene from a from a play, and uh, some people would vote if who was going to get the scholarship. So Carl and I and uh, a couple of other actor friends of ours went and auditioned. And I did a scene to show you how cool and hip I was at, you know, 16 years old. I went and did a, uh, a monologue from Lenny Bruce, whatever. Pretty cool guy. Uh, not even, most kids didn't even know who he was at the time, but I was, you know. Anyway, we wound up winning the scholarship, which turned out to be like, what, $50? No, I think it was 250 but it, we had to split it. Yeah, it was like cash. <laughs> they give you like cash, you know. It was some guy who's like, oh, nice job, kids. You're good actors. Go out there. And, and he it just handed us money. That was the scholarship. But it looked good because on like the when we graduated, it said the winners of the art scholarship were Carl McKeon and Chris Mangel. So it made us look like, well, these guys want Ooh. an art scholarship? How lovely. Turns out. Neither of us even went to college. You guys went to Tish, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's what we would like to say. You know, we tried, believe me, but we were never accepted to, you know, things such as no, that. No, I barely But we actually, as a matter of fact, school. we walked past Tish because one of our friends did go to Tish. Eric Mayer went to the school, that Tish School of the Arts for like French Horn or some stupid Ooh. shit. But uh, yeah, we did go with him one time to look inside the building. But anyway, we went to like acting schools. And, HB Studios. Yeah. And to show you how, how, you know, this business can, you know, have its ups and downs, we were having breakfast breakfast one morning in 1986 or whatever it was before we went to into uh hp studios and andrew mccarthy was sitting in there having breakfast and huge, we were like huge. we thought it was the greatest thing we'd ever seen in my life like hold that's the dude from pretty in pink just sitting here eating eggs now seeing andrew mccarthy would be would mean absolutely nothing to you but at the time it was as well as seeing jesus christ it was unbelievable was, i remember I remember him crossing his legs, like yeah. totally, like really a heavy cross of legs and smoking a cigarette. And yeah. I go, oh my God, he's so cool. I know. He was really like that guy in Pretty in Pink, like in real life, he was that guy. But anyway, this is, so here, then we move out here. We fly out here, right, to Los Angeles. I go, I go to some, uh, I don't know, people might not be interested in this episode at all, but fuck it. You know, we'll have another one for you next week. No, people are going to like it. Okay. People well, always ask for this stuff. Yeah, they do. And so, but now I'm giving it to them, and they'll be like, "I don't know." Anyway, here we are. So I go to a, a what they call a like a seminar in New York uh, City, and it's like some guy charges like fifty bucks. And you were an electrician at the did time. You take I a picture with your shirt off again? No, no, no. He, he was with me. <laughs> I have one of those. Too. It's funny you mention it. it. He was with me with the same photographer. We both shot the same day. Well, the guy sprayed water in our faces. <laughs> I was just looking at these pictures. I, I should have brought it. So with funny. the wet head faces yeah. and wet hair. Anyway, so yeah, Van Williams is the photographer's name. Who we got? Now, thanks for bringing that up, Alex. I'll tell you a hilarious story that Carl just had recently. So I don't know how this guy Van Williams is even still alive. I think we were much younger getting these pictures done, so we probably thought he was. 80 at the time, but he was probably 35. So he's still, you know, he's 75 now. Anyway, he's still alive. Turns out he's like selling. If you if you have any degree of success, 
because I guess he shot a lot of people over the years and looks back on him and says, oh, I shot, you know, so-and-so and so-and-so. So Carl winds up getting, um, uh, you know, the Walking Dead. So this guy must go through his whole Rolodex of pictures and goes, wait, I shot this guy when he was 17. Now he takes his pictures and he sells them on eBay. He's got old headshots of Carl and he's selling them on eBay. So Carl's doing one of those comic book signings. Yeah, I was doing a convention. Uh, one of those Atlanta. conventions where, you know, for Walking Dead, people yeah. go nuts for it. So they line up to get, an, a, you know, a, a autograph of Carl, a picture or whatever. And uh, some kid comes with the old headshot he took in 1985. And he goes, I bought it on eBay from Van Williams. So this guy, this fucking prick's out there making money off old headshots. And that, I mean, that's so funny that that came up. I know. Anyway, that's the power of the fucking internet. It's unbelievable how you can go out there and just find that shit. You you were an electrician when you went to that seminar. I, you you called out I was, that day. I was an electrician. Uh, I borrowed money to go to it from my uh, girlfriend at the time. Her name was Christine Potter. She was going to the Fashion Institute of Technology, FIT. And I, I went over to FIT and borrowed 50 bucks from her. I went to this this seminar. Now, this seminar, some sleazy fucking agent. Oh, I, I wish I knew who, his name because he's probably still around ripping people off up and down Ventura Boulevard. But he uh, he goes, hey, you know, bah, 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 bah. Oh, you got to, if you, this, show you how things have changed. He goes, if you have blonde hair and blue eyes, you need to be in Los Angeles right now. Of course, now if you have blonde hair and blue eyes, you might as well yeah, just fucking go, you might as well just go kill yourself. <laughs> exactly. uh, yeah. So, uh, so anyway, that, that's what he says. So I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Then he goes, he goes, I don't even know anything about Joe at this point. And he says something, and I have a book and I'm writing like things that he's saying down. None of it meaning anything. I'm just writing buzzwords down. Like I'm not even writing. It's not, I can't even make sense of what it is. So he says something along the lines of, and what you do is you get a thing called the pilot. It's a pilot. And from the pilot, you make a pilot. And then from the strength of the, you know, people like the pilot, they make other episodes. So I write down pilots. Get these. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. And that's what I had written on the paper. Like, this is what we need to do. We need to go to LA and get a pilot. He said, and he also said that pilot season starts in September. Yeah. And right. part of the reason why we left on August 23rd is we want to leave ourselves seven days to get an agent. <laughs> and a pilot. <laughs> and I, I still have yet to this day to get a pilot or you know an agent for that matter. It took me seven years, yeah. not seven days I, so to get anyway, an agent. We wind up getting on a plane out of MacArthur Airport on Long Island, uh, land in Los Angeles, thinking we're landing on Hollywood Boulevard. We think, you know, Adder, for those of you who know Los Angeles, LAX is a kind of far from anything really and even back then more so than it is now so we didn't have a, we didn't know how to rent a car we didn't know anything we, we no, they, they wouldn't rent a car to us because yeah. we weren't 21 yet. right 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 so we didn't even know anything about hertz or like the avis or like legitimate car rental places so yeah we couldn't even rent so we go to like a, a literally it was called ugly duckling rent a car that's where we went some guy will rent <laughs> anybody he's got a bunch of shit boxes and he'll give them to you for nothing uh, there was literally a stick holding the driver's seat yeah. up that if you took it away, it would fall back. And at one point, I think I had to go back. I sat behind you as, and I held up your seat as we drove around Hollywood <laughs> looking for like apartments and it was hot. No, we first started looking out to buy a car because we went to sleep in it. Right. That was our plan to sleep in the car. Yeah, that's what Alex does well, now, I actually. If yeah. I remember correctly, you had $1,100. We had a one-way ticket and I had $1,900. That's all we had. So our budget was let's buy a car. We'll sleep in the car. And, and we then, wind up, yeah, we wind up buying a car. I mean, that was just freak luck. We get a car from some Australian guy yeah. who's moving back to Australia. He was here for the summer to like surf or something. And we, we walk up to this car lot and this guy like laughs us off the car lot. We go, oh, you have a thousand dollars. He's like a thousand dollars. You can't get anything for it. Get the hell out of here. A thousand dollars. 
So we, this kid, we're walking out. And this kid goes, hey, you want to buy this thing? It's 300 bucks. It was a 1973 Chevy Malibu, right? Yeah. Three on the column. Yeah, three on the column. Like a shift, stick shift on the column. The hardest yeah. car in the world to drive. I couldn't even drive it. Uh, Carl had to fucking drive everywhere. So uh, we buy it for like 300 bucks. It has a hibachi grill in the trunk and a few other things we wound up using. That guy was living in her. He was like a surfer guy, you know, who just, yeah, yeah, yeah. And anyway, we took it and... And that we drove that piece of shit around, got an apartment on, in Vermont. Well, Avenue. I remember like, so when we got the car, we dropped off the ugly duckling car, which supposedly was going to cost us $8 for the day, but it wound up being 64. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know how called, we yeah. were like, just pay it. What, what can we do? You know? Right. And then I started getting this sick feeling as we were driving down Lincoln Boulevard. I was like, oh shit, what did we do? This thing isn't registered. There's no insurance. I don't even know if it's stolen. And you were like, well, let's go to Venice and walk around ben- Venice. Remember yeah. we went to the beach and yeah. walked around like that made us feel a little bit better. About yeah, you're not the most sketchy person at, at that <laughs> point. And it, honestly, Venice really has not changed all that much even since then. But it, yeah, it was it was sketchy back then, and, it, and even the board, you know, the boardwalk, the city itself is it, much it nicer. Didn't make but, us yeah. feel any better? And then yeah. we got in the car, and I started having this sick feeling again. Went to Arby's. Yeah, yes, right on right yes, on Little yes. Santa Monica, and then we oh, decided God. let's let's get a hotel room. And what do and we get? Travelodge uh, on on in Century City, kind of one hundred nine dollars. How for fast the room. did you guys run out of money? Well, we, we, we stupidly like spent, we spent like our savings. last bit of money on going to Universal Studios. <laughs> <laughs> we went like, let's go see the, the jaw shark. And we spent like, you know, whatever it was at the time, probably, you know, now it's like 200 bucks, oh, but back then it was 40 bucks or whatever. And we went to Universal Studios. We're like, why did we spend our last bit of money on that? And, and then we wound up getting a, you know, we had to get a job. The hotel, we stayed in the hotel, I think two days, right? And we were looking for apartments. Right. And I remember going like Cherokee right off of Hollywood Boulevard, which at the time, like Ooh. they were killing people uh, killing, on that like, street. Literally, there was death on the corner. And Yucca, so we went and, up and we looked at this apartment and uh, I always flush the toilet. I don't know why that checks yeah, the plumbing. Yeah. But the guy wouldn't even rent to us. He's like, you don't have a job. How am I going to rent you a room? <laughs> and we had, we had several people tell us that we're like, we can't, you have no credit and no job. Like you don't get it. We couldn't even rent these absolute shitholes. I mean, they were like fucking shitholes. Until this woman finally, her name is Sylvia Jill. Thank God, she's still there. As a matter of fact, she was the she ran this building that we got wound up getting a place, and she gave us a week free. She said, "Go, I'll you could stay here, go find a job, and I'll give you this week for free. I'll, I'll start start savior. charging you rent September first. So she kind of gave us a week free. My friend Sarah Tiana, who now writes for Lights Out with David Spade, Great wound comment. up living in that building for years later and told me Sylvia Jill is still the manager of the building. She saved our life, truly. Yeah. And it was a, it was a bachelor, but it was it was furnished too. So it had a, a couch and a coffee table and it had a Murphy bed. And we used to alternate the, uh, the Murphy bed. Like one, one night you get the Murphy bed, one night you get the couch. But when you slept on the couch, you guaranteed we're going to have cockroaches crawling all over yeah. you. Yeah. We bought pots and pans from, to show you how long ago this shit was. You probably know the corner. It's the corner of uh, Vermont and, and uh, Hollywood Boulevard. There's a fat burger there. Yeah. And it used to be. What's the restaurant it, where Marty, Marty and Elaine? Marty sing. and Elaine, Dresden, right? It's right, right across the street from Dresden. The Dresden, you ever go to oh, that place? The, yeah, the yeah. Dresden, the yeah. Dresden, yeah. yeah. That's where Swingers was shot. A lot, but when Swingers was a big deal, it was all like, that's all the area we, we started out in. Anyway. We bought pots and pans from Woolworths. That's how long ago this shit was. It I've was a Woolworths. Oh, you never heard of Woolworths? It no. was like it's like from uh, the fifties. 
<laughs> it was probably the last like standing Woolworths going, kind of. Um, anyway, we bought pots of, and we, you know, and that was it. And we fucking got a job at Sizzler down the street. I've told the story before. Yeah. That's why I'm uh, kind of, okay, yeah. I'm kind of skating along quickly. That was that. a blessing too. When that guy hired us to like do labor, and he paid us like I know. fourteen dollars an hour, yeah, which was to, a lot of money. Closing, back then. I think I told you with that closing to Sizzler, we asked if we could be construction workers on it. Guys like. Yeah, I guess if you want. We so were we, down to no money at yeah. this point. I so mean, he gives us nothing. a job like jackhammering up the floors and shit every day, and and we do. And then when we finish building the Sizzler, then we work in it once we've built it. And we, I remember we walked in, and it was it, everybody on the staff was like a feminine, really effeminately gay black men, nice guys. We wound up befriending all of them actually, and. They were at the time like 35. Remember, they were like 30 and 35. And we were just like, oh my God, look at these losers waiting tables at Sizzler 35. <laughs> I wound up being there for like nine years till I was like 50. I became service yeah. team leader after five years. You did. Thank you yeah, very much. Yeah. You did. Anyway, I got a pocket knife. You know, I still have it. By and the we way. would make like, you know, $50 a night, cash, whatever, $60 a night, some nights even a little more. And it was enough yeah. to, back then, it was enough to survive. You could Remember get, we met Louis Anderson there? Yes. I, I don't know if I've ever told that story on it. Yes, I met Louis Anderson there. I've told this story on Chelsea lately, as a matter of fact. And I've since met Louis after, and I feel bad because we kind of shit on him on Chelsea lately. And he's always been super nice to me. Even back then, he was super nice to me, but I, did, I, I at the time I didn't realize what he why he was being super nice to me back then. But now I know. Uh, you remember he took us he took us to like a premiere of one of his movies. Yeah, some boy, boy go figure. Boy <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it was called The Wrong Guys with uh, Richard Lewis is in it. Richard Bell, John Goodman's in it. Judy, Rita Rudner. It was pretty exciting. It though. was pretty exciting because we got to see like Richard Belzer and like big for me. I was like, oh my god, there's like real comedians at this premiere. And I think Louis was like, it was a, Louis thought it was going to be a date, you know, but I brought Carl with me and he's like, who's this guy? Like Carl cock blocked him, I think. So. We were really naive, even with the, with the, the gay guys that we worked with. Like yeah. we, we didn't really experience that on Long Island. So it yeah. was like, but we, we were brought up like right. understanding that stuff. And They'll so. They'll trick you when you first get here. Though. No, no. <laughs> yeah, Louis, oh, I, oh man. You have no idea how many times I was nearly tricked. Uh, a lot, a lot. I was, uh, yeah. No, we, 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 these are all stories we've told in the yeah. past on here, like the Bob Wellborn stuff and all that. Oh yeah. That's you know? a great story. So anyway, oh, here yeah. we are now after through it all, we, we wind up moving into the Valley. We're kind of where we're at right now, taping this podcast. And we live, we're like roommates for what, 13 years or something, maybe even more. Maybe even more, yeah. Yeah. And uh and here it is. And now you we you've done pretty well for yourself. You've you get a lot of work in acting. You now have successful restaurants and you've made it in Los Angeles. Yeah, I don't know how. Sometimes I can't believe I could well, because my wife doesn't work either. I, right. I don't know how I did it, but I make enough money. And your money. wife was born and raised here and she comes kind of from a show business world. Her father was her an father agent. Was a, a pr very successful agent. Yeah, not, yeah. Not with, he was a boutique kind of agency. In the 80s, he just handled like every show. Yeah, but did this, was, very this well. was her life. She's yeah. from this area. So. Yeah, yeah. Born in Beverly, born in Beverly Hills. Yeah, she, right, and, right, right. But she also moved out to Bell Canyon and went to Calabasas High School back when it was, you know, basically yeah. dirt and horses over there. So we wind up uh, working at Sizzler, and then we move on to another restaurant called Mirabelle, which I've mentioned on this show many, many, many times. We work with some pretty successful people along the way. Some people who've worked there have gone on to great things. No, none bigger. 
Then Miss Meghan Markle, who uh, was uh, worked with us there for about a year, Rags maybe a year and a half. Riches. I got to tell you, I, when she was working there, I just thought she was so boring. She like, was very boring. She was always like one of those people that was always sick and tired. Like, yeah. how you doing? Like, I'm, I'm tired. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Very, uh, very sweet. Very sweet person. Very yeah, nice person. Too. People off, oh, go, gorgeous. Like, she was like 21 at the time and just, you know, real pretty. Yeah, but she was very nice. Very and she nice. used to do a calligraphy. I remember that was her thing. And she would like write calligraphy, like if you was your birthday or something. Now she, I remember her writing me a calligraphy birthday card. And if I wish I still had it, I don't have it anymore. I should check my box of shit. Maybe it's in there. I just went through all of my box of stuff and I found some interesting letters yeah, from she, people. Uh, she stuff. wrote me a because and then I I went up I went up Googled her to see what she did. Like you know I know she was an actress on Suits or whatever, but what else she was doing? And she had a one of her things in between like Mirabelle and you know getting on. I don't know. She was like a suitcase girl on. Oh, that, that's that, right. Yeah. That, yeah, she wound up that her business was doing calligraphy, like doing uh people's wedding invitations. It said she had marble. I want to get back to that. She, yeah, I mean, who knows? <laughs> anyway, the, I thought. I mean, that's just when I tell people that it's like fascinating to them. Like she was actually like a regular person. I'm like, yeah, she was a regular person. Yeah, she was a commoner for sure. Yeah, I mean, a, she's from Woodland Hills. Well, no, she went to school in like Hollywood, Hollywood. Yeah. She went to that little red school on Fountain and really? yeah. Anyway. So there yeah, we go. We worked with people. her and, and a bunch of other people and, uh, you know, everybody went on to different degrees of success and, and here we are. And a lot of fucking failures, a lot of bunch losers, which it makes me happy. Like going up to this comedy festival I was talking about, seeing all these fucking losers that I started out with. I'm like, man, thank God I'm still not these fucking, that they, they pants don't fit. They're wearing, you know, bad shoes. I mean, you really have to be an artist and you really have to be committed. So many people drop off. After a certain right. age, when they get start thinking about getting married and having kids, it's so hard to like stay in this business. That's why I'm so blessed to have the restaurants. And you have to be smart. You know, you have to be smart to kind of stay in this business. You got to know who, you know, not to be an asshole and kind of once you get the, the opportunity to fucking do well and, and, you know, which you and I both did. We did well when we got the opportunity. I, I, I for sure thought that if you had success early, it, you know, both of us too, we yeah. wouldn't have known how to handle it, you know? No, so I, I often say if I had success at 22, I'd be dead. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I had, I didn't get any type of success till I was 41. So much so to, I was at the point where I was just like, cause I was still working at Mirabelle and that sunset strip there where Mirabelle, I'm sorry, Alex, you're not, you're not involved in this oh, episode um, as much as people, people have learned, you know, come to love you and they're yeah. probably going to want more of you. So we'll get you in a second. I love you oh, no. too, Alex. Yeah. You're a big Carl, part Carl's of the show. a listener to the podcast. Yes. He doesn't like as much. He loves Joe Rogan. So uh, he, I do. He, he, I, he tells I, us we're not as entertaining as Joe Rogan. And maybe I didn't say not, that. Joe know? Rogan does a different style. He just talks to people. You right, know, right, right. Topical, yeah. except for today. We're, we're going to get know. to that in a second. We're going to get to I just thought it would be interesting to tell people about two guys from wrong, same neighborhood, same high school, who yeah, came out here together. Brothers are the same exact age. We all have, we still, our families are very close. We, we all know each other very well, our brothers and family members. And here we are, you know, it's pretty wild. It's a pretty wild story. It could have went many different directions. And, uh, and speaking it, that, 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 I remember driving the car and that when we first got it, it got stuck in first gear. Yeah. And I remember thinking, how much money do we have? We only have a one way ticket. We got to get, we got to go back. Yeah. I panicked. And then we, we just happened to break down right in front of a transmission place. And I walked in. I'm like, can you, somebody help me, please? The guy opened it. The, the hit it with hood. a hammer. <laughs> yeah, he like yeah. hit it with a hammer and knocked it back into second gear. And I was like, oh my God, thank you. What can I yeah. do for you? He's like, no, don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, that was the greatest. I think we gave him $20, we like, dollars, yeah, which was like a lot of money. Yeah, we had a couple of like angels along the way that were like, oh shit, that just helped us. 
Anyway, those would you know, here we are now. Fuck, you know, we're sitting in know, your restaurant crazy. doing okay. Everything's yeah, the going peasants, well. Local peasants. Local peasants. Come check it out. I know you, you guys, you, all the fa- people on the Facebook page and stuff love to Google shit and, you know, and, and find out, look for little what they call Easter eggs in every picture I post or any video. People like look in the background of every picture. Like I noticed something in the background of that picture. I'm like, and they write me on, you know, like asking me about my private life and stuff. Are and I'm like, Sagittarius? yeah. Like, and I'm like, well, that's <laughs> what I don't discuss it. Cause you're so fucking crazy that you looked in the background of a picture to see if you could spot, you know, what, what my family life is like. So I, that's why this is why I don't talk about it on this podcast. Cause I don't need you. I don't have a fence in my house. I don't need you fuckers walking right up to my front door. I don't need yeah, that. It's bad shit. enough having a crazy neighbor. Right? Exactly. Yeah, I got a crazy neighbor. I got a crazy woman working on that on, on my backyard. I'm already concerned about people, you know, climbing in my windows. I don't need any. Not that you people are crazy. I th- think you're all wonderful. I've met many of you. Now, Carl, do you, do you feel like we've covered that, or 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 is there anything else you'd like to discuss about our 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 climb up? No, do you think I, it's interesting. It's it's definitely interesting. I mean, I just feel so blessed. I'm so I'm pretty proud of us. You know, we stuck it out. We 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 we. I remember coming here and meeting like minor celebrities and being like, "Oh my god, I oh can't god. believe this person's in front of me right now." And here we are. We know so many people who are successful. We're we're right. actually in the business ish. Who do you think you our know? biggest star friend is? Probably Chelsea Handler, right? I would imagine she's probably the biggest star friend we have. Yeah. I think so. Spade? I mean, I don't know if you Well, I don't know Spade as well as I know Chelsea. You know, Spade's becoming my friend. Have you talked about the the football when we used to play football up by the Hollywood sign? I know. I haven't talked about it on this podcast, Uh, no. But uh, somebody just posted something. I don't know who the guy was, but he posted this thing. I don't know if he he tagged you in it on Facebook. He's like, I used to play football with all these people. And he tagged me and he tagged Rick Peters and you, I think. But I was like, Keanu Reeves. I mean, we used to see these people we used to play football with every Sunday. At that dog park right below the Hollywood sign. Oh. And uh, I mean, it was crazy. Uh, rap, Michael Rappaport, Michael I Rapper. remember a and lot. he was the same. He was such a yeah, big mouth. Yeah. He wanted to like, everybody wanted to kick Keanu his ass. Keanu Reeves played a little while. That kid who played Kadeem Hardison. Kadeem remember Hardison. Remember he, he, was, he would always play. Sandler came out once, I Yeah, think. Sandler came out once. Sandler and, yeah, we played and a lot all, of Sandler's, Sandler's people. people. Yeah, a lot of those guys. John John Lochran and, and uh, all those And Karachi, who directs all the Frank movies. Frank Karachi, yeah, all those guys. So yeah, it was pretty wild. It was crazy. We So we used to, oh, like all of us came up around the same kind of time. Yeah. Nobody was anybody at that time. I no. mean, they, they, I mean, I, Sandler was was there. Yes, like, Sandler just was getting there. He was playing a character called Stickpin on a on a remote control on MTV with Colin Quinn was hosting. It was like a game and show. Kadeem on MTV. Artisan was on a show. Kadeem was on a different world, so he was like the biggest star. And then there was a kid who was I never saw him again. He was on Blossom. Yes, he was like the boyfriend of Blossom. He was a real handsome kid. But once again, that, that's this business is so fucking shitty. Like you'll have that you know, be blossom guy. And then you'll go on to like never nothing ever yeah. again. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Maybe the guy does bad. You know, he's probably a director or something. Right. I don't you know, know where Kadeem Horison is. No, exactly. You know, so who, I mean, who knows what becomes of these people? I've managed to somehow remain semi because I wind up making my own way in the world. I do things like this and on the road and the stand up. So I could, I don't need necessarily to go in and audition for roles. You know, I, I never have. So it, I've made, I've done it myself always, and I think that is the only reason and I'm that's still the way standing. You always wanted to do yeah, it. I mean, right. you're, I remember you saying from the beginning, very beginning, like the, the if you could just do your comedy every single right. day and just be, make a living at it. That's, that's what I always all said. I, all I said was any when even when I got here, I said I just want to make a living 
and comedy. I don't know how even that's possible, but I still, I mean, it's been 20 years and I haven't had a regular job yet. So it's been pretty good. Still going. Yeah, you know? that's great. Some, some, uh, well, it seems like you both have some entrepreneurial spirit about you, you know, in a, in a way, with the great uh, sellable skill in the marketplace. <laughs> we, ha- we, we, we both have a good skill. Uh, you, you both c- have got, c- like done more than just expected an agent to do it for you. Thank which God for that. Of, what a lot of people do. A lot here. of people do. And I, I mean, I'm, we, make, I'm hot. I'll yeah. Make it, we like, all know mm-hmm. that this just isn't the way. Anyway, are we getting a little too show business heavy on this one? I just noticed Carl brought some pictures of the old days. You know, this is the only time I've ever been to Disneyland that I guess like the first couple of weeks we were here that's you and I at Disneyland where'd you guys get money to do all this I don't know I don't know where I, why did I, where did I get that well, sweater some, I mean I first of all some nights at Sizzler we get a hundred dollars in tips oh, and Disneyland cool. yeah. was probably fifty dollars at the time now it's two hundred and fifty yeah. yeah wow look at those highlights oh Which, my uh, god for some reason, I think of the Sizzler in the Valley. Where were you guys? Were we you were at uh, we were at Hollywood and Western. Ooh, it was oh. one of the it was one of the Sizzlers that hung on right to the end. I mean, there's still as a matter of fact, where I live out and and Valley down, they used there was one that just closed like a week ago. So, mm-hmm. but they there, I think there's few and far between now. But uh, didn't you get fired from that one? I did. I talk about it on this podcast. It yeah. was one of the saddest days of my life. <laughs> like I was, I was remember being like shook, like to the core. Like, I, what am I gonna do with my like getting fired from a sizzler and i was i i often tell people like oh you're probably 18 i was like no i was like 35 (laughs) i had no business still wearing it like i was i i should have went on to like bigger and better things but i didn't and uh yeah it was it was a bad situation you couldn't get that texas toast out no i I drove home and like my car (laughs) broke down on the ride home like everything was just the most horrific like day of my life and then you worked at mirabelle yeah, and then I went over to Mirabel and things got good again. Um, so anyway, let's we we're gonna go we're gonna get some topics. We'll start we'll do some news right off the bat here. Uh I think we did is enough there a theme there. for this. Well, we kind of like Chris Franchella's news. We, no. we, we, we gotta do that. Okay. But I, the girl who writes uh, Brit Savage, who wrote wrote the theme song, I didn't want to uh, uh, use her too much because she's very nice and does it like for me just for fun. But somebody and else will do it for you. We'll, you'll get an email yeah, probably yeah. in the next couple and of days. That, that would actually mean Alex would have to work and plug that stuff into the show and, and we yeah, I don't think he's, he can handle that right oh, now. I can do it. Yeah, I don't know if so. you've heard but. I like Chris. Chris is like hey, we're moving our production to your restaurant. We are. Not, we it's are. A, We've it's never a computer moved. and three microphones Chris. Yeah. But it's, and you we, didn't do any other work, Alex. Yeah, no, no, no. Stands, yeah, so. but we we did have to move the entire production to be here for you. So I want. Well, thank you. I was just saying that so you'd be on time and uh, wouldn't well, and wouldn't cancel on us. That, I know I was you're making a jerk you, about I was making you feel other bad. people being on time, but you're allowed to show up late. That's so true. That's, yeah, but I'm the star. Those are the rules. I'm the star of the show. Got it. Uh, so he, he, uh, a few things we'd like to discuss right off the bat. I don't know how much you, you're pop culture a little bit. Eh, all right. hard, what it's about, hard when you have a family. I know it is hard. I agree. What about a thirty-seven-year-old bachelor, bachelorette? She's the new bachelorette. What do you think? Where do you stand on that, bachelorette? 30, I, I think 37? it's thirty-seven. Is she thirty-seven? I think she is. These people, they get, they'll get real mad if I'm wrong about this. So, uh, I mean, isn't that a sign of the times? I mean, let's look at J Lo, you know, and Shakira. I mean, these, you know what it's a sign of, Carl. Uh, her name is Claire Crawley. Uh, she is a hairstylist from Sacramento, California, where I'll be performing next week at the uh, at the uh, Sophia Theater. Uh, and I'd like you to come to that and we could talk about her 37. I believe she is, uh, she's the new bachelorette. Very good looking, very good looking. But I believe that it's from, um, it's from this podcast. We have Alex and myself have always talked about 
our our love for people over a certain age and and how they're still viable, attractive, myself included. Uh, and the young people are boring now. Yeah, like when we we during this whole Jeffrey Epstein stuff and all that, you know, we were like, who would want to be on a yacht with fucking with twenty five seventeen year old girls? That sounds so fucking annoying to me. I'd rather be on a yacht with a bunch of thirty eight year old broads. Uh, trying you know? to have a conversation with an eighteen year old to twenty five, it's probably pretty difficult for uh, us. Exactly. So I was saying, could, could you imagine these guys all? Who, anyone who's on those Jeffrey Epstein yachts, like sitting there trying to chat with these girls? Because it's a long <laughs> trip, I think, from where Florida to wherever. They went to like oh pedophile island. Thing. Oh my god! I don't know if that was the technical name of it, yeah. but yeah, That's what I think, the pilots called yeah, it. The pilots are calling it pedophile island. Yeah. So anyway, uh, but we would. I I feel like it would be a much more interesting show to watch with this woman, thirty seven years. Now I'm now I'm tuning in. I wonder. I'm not really they, a bachelor watcher. Where did they watching. find her? Is she has she, she was been married a past, before. She was a past um, uh, contestant. Well, it's good that they're it. taking the older people. You know, right? And also, no. Like young people aren't watching TV anymore. Like they 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 do everything online. So if you want to get people to watch the program, get the older people who still watch ABC and CBS and NBC. What do you think the range of the guys they're going to put on to match up? What do you think the age range? Is oh, that's be? interesting. Oh, I'd like to. That'd be a good one. I don't know. I think yeah, there'll be some hunky. Late there'll be some twenty fivers. Yeah, because yeah, you could have some fun with that. Well, you I know, like older women. Or, right, you know, right. You got to get maybe yeah. Alex. Oh, you'd be Ooh, perfect. I'd be perfect. Yeah. Oh, I should get you on there. He yeah. know, you know the guy. He yeah, comes yeah. to this play. He yeah. comes to this restaurant all the time. The producer, right? Yes. What's his name? Uh, um, forget Al. Al. Yeah. Something. Yeah. I'm forgetting. Yeah. Good, good guy. Good, good guy. guy. Yeah. Out of town. I, I don't see him oh, that he much. did. Get Alex on the show. Yeah, I think I think he's sober now. He wrote a book. Actually, it was very. Yeah, good. he's pretty popular. People know him. He has got like a social media presence and stuff. That yeah, guy. He's an interesting cat. Um, so is this woman. Well, good luck to her. Yeah, so that's and exciting. If Alex gets on the show. Good luck to you, Alex. You. I think you guys would it be fun nice if couple. Alex was the next Bachelor. Ooh. How old are you? I'm 28. He's perfect. Perfect. That's what that's, I mean. He might be a little young, actually. Put me on the Bachelor, where it's a 28 year old with all like 50 year old women. That's the they're, next. They're one. having that. I think. I think they're doing like a. Yeah, I'm doing it. Like I, got, I think they're I doing like elder people hooking up to another series that's coming to ABC. What, what, like a cougar what, season. That's what, what other celebrity types are married like really young? Well, Demi, Demi Moore, right? How, how she married young? Uh, married Mar- younger. Mar- yeah. Yeah, Ashton Kutcher. Kutcher yeah, he, but it, it looked weird at the time. Now it doesn't look so weird anymore because she's like 50 and he's like 45 yeah, he, he, i mean it's looked it looked interesting when she was 35 and he was 30 but now it's oh, whatever it was you know but now it's like well aren't they both you know old to me comes into uh, the local peasant uh, occasionally i haven't seen her she lately. does yeah i get a lot of big people that come in here yeah we do get some big stars dave grohl as a matter of fact Ooh. i got dave grohl the singer lead singer of the Foo fighters i ran into him here at your restaurant, uh, and he happened to recognize me as something from Chelsea. Somehow we got to talking. I don't know how. Did he do Chelsea lately? Yes. Yeah. So I went, he's like, I'd love to come do the show. I was like, well, you could come tomorrow if you want. Like, yeah. we didn't know you were interested in coming to do Chelsea lately. <laughs> so the next day I went into work and I told him, I said, Dave Grohl wants to come do the show. So our talent person like got in touch with their people and Dave Grohl was on like the next week. Turns out so much so that he wound up hosting the show while Chelsea was gone for like two separate weeks. So we had him like Dave Grohl was the host for a while. So uh it he's was such a good guy. Oh, I mean, every, great. every yeah. time I see him, he just seems very real. Yeah. And- but we we brokered that deal right here at this local peasant. That's how see it that? all b- began. So anyway, see how big what a big star I am influential. I saved, uh, yeah, I saved Dave Grohl's career. He was really <laughs> having trouble, you know, yeah. being a star in the two biggest, yeah, in the two biggest bands in the world. But I got him on Chelsea Lately. 
fun new sponsor, everyone, betterhelp.com. I love this. These are online counselors who will be able to help you with happiness, preventing things that are uh, stopping you from achieving your goals. Licensed professional counselors who specialize in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleep, trauma, anger, LGBT matters, family conflicts, grief, self-esteem. Isn't that great? If you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time, no additional charge. 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states. Available worldwide, four communication modes, text, chat, phone, or video, however you feel is easier for you. Start communicating in another 24 hours. Available on a desktop, mobile, Android, any way you want it. They could uh, deliver help to you uh, online. You don't have to be embarrassed by going into an office or whatever you would feel that could hold you back from getting quality online professional help. Financial aid is available for those who qualify, secure, convenient, professional, and affordable. Best of all, it's truly affordable to -to cover-to-cover listeners. If you listen to the cover-to-cover podcast, which you are right now, you will get 10% off the first month with discount code cover-to-cover. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash cover to cover. Simply fill out the questionnaire and help them assess your needs and get matched up with a counsel you love. That's betterhelp.com slash cover to cover. And let me know how it goes, man, because I really want you people to get right in your heads so you continue to listen to us and have fun. Anyway, what else? Carl, you you actually were going to, you brought some, oh, you, you brought this, a dry ice thing. Have yeah. You know, okay. This is the weirdest thing. So this uh, uh, it was. Is he an influencer? I think it was a, a woman. And she. It was her. Twenty nine year old. Twenty nine. It was her birthday. She was a Russian like Instagram influencer, whatever that means. And then, and now I looked at her. I saw pictures of her. It's She was like holding up the twenty nine helium balloons or whatever. Um. And you know she, American influencers look a little bit like she was a Russian influencer, so she looks a little Russian. You know what I mean. <laughs> Like she was very pale and like not as hot as like an American girl influencer. She you looked know, a little harder. She looked a little harder. Ex- she totally hard. looked a little harder. Yeah. Like her Russia. bathing suit was from four years ago. You know, like everything was just a little off. But anyway, in Russia, it was probably like she's a very good girl. Yeah. Anyway, so she has a party. She's and 29. She's 29? Yeah. yeah. She has a party. There, there she is. See what oh. I'm saying? Like that's not. She would She would do nothing in America. But in, in Russia, she's an influencer. You see what I'm saying? She might be a secretary or something here. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not, not a bad executive thing, but, assistant. Yeah, but she wouldn't be an she wouldn't be an Instagram influencer. So anyway, she has a party at her house. She's no Ratajanowski. No, she's not Emily Ratajanowski. No, who I believe might have some Russian background as well in her, but she was born somewhere in here, I believe. They dump a bunch of dry ice. Yeah, into fifty-five the, pounds of dry ice in this small indoor pool to get like a, a for an Instagram video. They wanted to look like it was smoky, you know, like you want dry ice to do. But there were people. <laughs> In the pool. They jumped in the pool. They after jumped in they, after. Right after they dumped the dry ice in. Well, I don't know which one of the persons jumped in the pool. And the, and this, the fog was like pretty, it got up to about four feet above yeah. the pool. And you saw her, the hands come out. The person. Of, it's not this girl. It's somebody else. Yeah, a friend. I think it was the other. And just supposedly with dry ice and water, it absorbs the oxygen so there's no yeah. oxygen and then when you're flailing around right you, you just you yeah. can't breathe and you so can't they do died anything. they died like instantly yeah three people. three people and one of them being her husband or boyfriend or oh, something really? i th- that's what i thought i read i thought it was somebody that she was involved with so that's uh chris you told me to come on the show and be funny look at the look, look no, no, at no, the no, subject it, 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 i know up. but we bring up dark subjects <laughs> we no, it's fine we bring up dark subjects and try and make them funny um <laughs> so so that it i mean it I yeah, think it it's a her, lesson uh, to everybody. If, if you get, it was her husband, yes. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, one of the guys who died was her husband. Oh, Jesus! If, if you're gonna get dry ice, like don't 
just use it for whatever. I don't know what you use dry ice for, just to get like it's, like it's a haunted house. Yeah, yeah. It's an effect. Uh, don't it dump does it into keep the things, pool. Well, they they you know sometimes they ship meat and fish and dry ice. That's so true. It doesn't melt. Yeah. So, but, but it's a good lesson for everybody. It. Yeah. yeah I agree. People might you know take it out of that. They get a fish delivered to the house, and they're mm. like, oh, throw it in the tub. And it, next thing you know, everyone's dead. So it, yeah. I think you brought it. That's a, a valuable a, lesson. Right. You, so you, just, we brought up some safety issues here <laughs> for everybody. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what else? You had another one. You know, Britney Spears breaking her foot. Yeah. We now. Yeah. We talk about Britney Spears in here, but I. I I, I troll her a little bit on Instagram, so that's already been co- kind of covered for us here uh, on on. It's, did you, did on you the see show. the video and listen to the actual? Like you yes, hear it snap. I, I don't really. Uh, she, I don't get what's going on there with this poor Britney Spears. I know there's obviously some some mental issues with with her. Something's uh, up and off How and wrong. Dare you, Chris. She's not right in the head, and I'm not saying this in a bad way. She obviously needs some sort of help that she's not being given. Do you think that, that but this that's guy so- who's hanging on her all the time, this boyfriend, has got to be just got to because we, you know, this is another story I've told on the show when she's coming to Mirabel all the yeah. time, and we had, you know, we had run-ins with her. Yeah. Even back then, just a long time ago, she was not right in the head. So, do you think uh, that that that's a result? Do you think that's a mental thing from that she was born with, or you think like Hollywood messed her up? I mean, she became so successful at a young age that I I know that definitely messes with you. Well, look at this. Uh, I, I mean, not. Look at this one, the other one now, who uh, who was like a Disney star. She's had her uh, r- run in, but now she's got like a tattoo, star tattoo on her face. And uh, and she's, you know, she, she was a couple of years ago doing crazy rants on a back patio. Then I was, th- then my, th- ki- my kids watch uh, Victoria, so I thought it was Ariana What's Grande. That's no, no, no. Ariana Grande. Yeah. Is, uh, we talk about her a lot oh on the gosh. show. Did you ever watch that show? She does this stupid dizzy voice. No, I don't even know. Oh is God. she on a TV show? It was a Disney show when she was younger. Oh, is she? I don't. We. I can't tell if that girl's thirty-five or thirteen. I know. You know, like she'll say she was made in like a uh, Japanese anime factory. Like she doesn't even look real. <laughs> she doesn't. Like with the ponytail. Like I can't. I can't even look. Like is she an attractive girl or is it all like fake? Yeah, I would like to see her in person and really get evaluate that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's got to be beautiful. She's always like spray tanned she's up, up with that ponytail and. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah, she's cute. Uh, speaking of that, also another one that we like on this show is Camilla Cabello. It's her birthday today, 23 Ooh. years old. Happy birthday, Camilla Cabello, 23-year-old Camilla. Are you familiar with her work? I'm not. Now, what do you feel about the coronavirus? Where do you, where do you stand? Now, we talked about the... I'm going to just say a few things we've broken on this podcast. We we made uh, 38-year-old women acceptable again. You're welcome for the next season of The Bachelorette. I believe we were integral part of getting that to happen. Uh, and also we, we've been talking about this coronavirus, no fucking around on this show for two months now. Yeah, when I know you've been talking about it. Every time broke. I bring it up, you're like, I know we've talked about it, but you know what? It it's keeps getting bigger. I know it's going to get bigger. Just right. today when I left, you know, to today's show, right. the third hour, somebody, they were talking about, uh, this kid in, in a Brooklyn school, they think has a coronavirus, they shut down the school. Yeah, now that, that this is a new way to bully kids. They're bullying them for just think, saying they have coronavirus. I heard it. <laughs> yeah. Like, remember Carl and I got bullied because we were down in the theater wing acting like little queers. But, uh, you know, dancing around rouge on our cheeks. But now they, they'll bully you for saying you have coronavirus. Right, that's called bullying. I just did that to my kids. <laughs> I put a mask on. I said, hey, uh, we heard you got yeah. coronavirus in school. We're staying away oh, from yeah, you. And they're like, see? no, dad. Yeah, you're bullying your that's children. Terrible. You can't do that. But I didn't realize is, that. But- I mean, is it going, how bad is it going to it's get? Gonna, it's going to get. Like, this is what we talked about on the show last week. We we're like, are we the dinosaurs? Because the dinosaurs probably laughed about whatever put, killed them off. You know what? I love when you said that because that's so real. I mean, yeah. that, that was a great analogy. Right. I thought. 
is yeah. great. I do think it's, I'm taking it serious because I, I really, I have two restaurants. I saw you the other night and you told me, yeah, you're, you're, I'm, you're, you're I'm, ready. I'm putting some cash in, in the bank. That what I, are these people like getting in line for toilet paper? I'm shit. refinancing my house. But what is that doing? Just How to, is that? I want cash. Oh, okay. Because, because biz, if, if, if it really gets bad, nobody's coming to the restaurants. Nobody going is coming right. to school. Nobody's going to be spending money. What, like we're built on commerce. Everything around it, we, we have to the buy things. Commerce, keep them moving. I yeah. mean, so this is why I try to tell people to come to my shows. lay off people and they won't have jobs. And then, this and is then crime's going to get worse. Whoa, Jesus Christ. Guys, that's I, why let's, I, talk I, about, I have, let's talk about those Russians in that pool. <laughs> <laughs> the real comedy. Yeah, Bring right. it back. Yeah, come on. What are you doing? <laughs> um, yeah, but I, no, I did read exactly what you're saying. That's how a recession begins. It, you know, recessions like feed themselves. Like all of a sudden people get laid off. Then they won't come out. Then it, so it all becomes this thing. And that's why Trump says it's uh, it's fake news. Well, I think this is going to, we, we, you know, we don't like to talk too much about this guy because it's just, but I think this is going to be, it. there's a, no, it's fine. We, I, I enjoy talking about it when we turn the microphones off, but people get mad at me when I talk because some people love them, you know, and yeah, I, no, I, don't, I don't begrudge those people who do. But, um, it, but it is something that could damage his reputation because he's sitting the, on top of the world. He's I know nothing, you know, right you're grabbing by the pussy, you didn't take him down and some other stuff can't take him down. That's like true. this is the one that might take the him economy, down. If, faith, if there's lack right. of faith in the economy, it will hurt him. Right. I think this is the one where he just can't go up there now and just, cause this is like science. You can't go, it's fine when it's not fine. Cause then like people will be dying. I mean, the, did you see the Iranian guy who, who's like the head of the Iran? He had it. And now there's, there's rumors that Pope John Paul has yeah, they it. Just, they, they, they just said they did a swab on him. He does not oh, have he it. Just he just has cold. a, he's that cold. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and I, and Hoda Kotby is taking the week off cause says she's got the flu. But I mean, but they're saying right. the flu and coronavirus, the same thing. Dude, paranoia. That's what. That's so how do you know what the difference? How do I know if I have coronavirus or the flu? Well, there's there's a test for it. Right. So but but this is but then the, I, so I have to go to a, I, I don't like I haven't been to a doctor in 35 years. 80 percent of the people who get coronavirus, it's very like the the the, the you know, you have a cough, you have the sniffles. But it's no, not I bad. always have a cough in the 20 percent is a fever, probably maybe maybe diarrhea. And only 2% uh, of the people die. And those people who have existing conditions or right. they're older or they're young and they, the immune system's not developed yet. I mean, no, it's, young, it's, they, they say, weirdly enough, I read today, young people are not dying, strangely enough. My daughter said that. Yeah. They said that. They don't, and they don't really know why. Because flu kills young, young babies. You know, they're, they're, but they say this is not. And they don't, because that's a different strain of some yeah. sort. Anyway, also they're saying it's all men that are dying. But they believe that was in, in China because every Chinese guy smokes. I don't know if you know that. Oh, but one lungs. time years ago, we were walking down the street in New York. My brother Maddie's a smoker. And uh, he was going to get a lighter from a guy and we, as we're walking. I said, nobody has a lighter anymore. And Maddie goes, this Chinese guy's got a lighter. Trust me. Show me a Chinaman who doesn't smoke. And sure enough, this fucking guy had a lighter. <laughs> So, Leave it up to Maddie. Yeah, they're saying that that is one of the reasons why, because uh, they all have, you know, their their lungs were already rough. So, right. but no women are dying yet, uh, and no children, just a lot of men. Well, I think I'm I'm preparing just in case. I do think it's going to get worse before it gets better, and uh, you know, all um, right, it's amazing, it's amazing. We're on. It's a Super Tuesday here in Los Angeles, uh, and so we're doing all that. Uh, what do you think it is, Judge Judy? Judge Judy's out. Judge Judy says, "I'm uh, enough is enough." I, apparently, it was a big deal with CBS. She had a fight with CBS, and uh, 25 years she was over there. You make your biggest star on television makes fifty million dollars a year, some craziness, and people fucking love it. Like she's Judge Judy. 
Have you ever watched an, a full episode of it? Well, I always thought it was funny because I do. I I do a little. You want to hear an impression of Judy? Yes. You think I'm stupid? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I always thought it was funny, like the people, the people who go into the court because it's small claims court. So the the highest thing you could get awarded is five thousand dollars, I believe. Uh, I learned that on the People's Court years before Judge Joe Wapner. Uh, so, but I, I love that people cower when, you know, she's about to give the verdict as if she's handing down death sentences, you know, and it's really like nothing. She's like, you owe this man $250, you're going to paint his garage. I'm like, well, no, okay, I guess that's what I have to do. It's, a, it's crazy how much money she's getting $50 million or well, $70 she's syndicate, million. Dollars? Syndicate is where it's at. So now she's just going, she's not leaving. She's going on to to do another thing. Oh, oh really? Yeah, yeah. She's doing another show. She's doing like a talk show. Or? Yeah, she's doing it. It's called like uh, Law with Judge Judy. Or something. So like a hundred million dollars isn't enough for her. No, I mean she's one of those people who likes to work. You know, she's just get out there and work. She's a TV star, so it's That's it's. Uh, so we're not gonna have Judge Judy anymore. We're gonna have a. Where does she live? A, does she live in? LA? She lives in West Palm Beach, Florida, in some mm-hmm. enormous home. I don't know how I know that, but I've seen the uh, the pictures of her house. Which are unbelievable. Uh, what do you think of Carrie Underwood? Call me when she fell down and uh, disfigured her face so yeah, grossly I, I, that I we never couldn't even knew look at her. What the exact? Nobody did. Like, <laughs> remember, remember when she came out and people were like she was going to unveil her new horribly disfigured face, and it looked exactly the same I as her last face. I just saw her on the I know. today, yeah. and she looked fantastic. The same, yeah. nothing changed. Yeah, yeah. She's but anyway, she's got a new book coming out uh, where she doesn't talk about country music. She talks about her fitness and healthy living. I think of that, but you buy something like that. Uh, Find I, your path. Come yeah. into a. Mm-hmm. But she. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, I think when you have so much money and, you know, you kind of find uh, other ways to live life and right, you right. think they're right and you want to teach people and empower them. So I guess that's what she's doing. Fair enough. Good for her. I mean, I love her. I love her music. You're, you're a country western guy. You love that country western music. You go to these concerts, you go out to uh, Stagecoach. Now we, I, I love it. Actually, there's yeah. a lot of talk with this coronavirus that they're going to start shutting these things down. Yeah. They, uh, South by Southwest out there in Texas, they're going to they're talking about shutting that down because the groups of people uh, they're talking about the March Madness, the basketball games, and having them in front of no audience. Well, no, that's what they're doing in Italy, right? They played a whole soccer match with yeah, no audience. Yeah, and they've just canceled all the flights from Kennedy Airport to Milan, Italy. So. Uh, you know what? They're not canceling my shows. So I will fucking, I'm coming regardless to you people. I'm fucking coming to you people. And I think you got to get out of the house. Don't listen to these people that it's scare tactics. They're fucking trying to scare you. Uh, don't listen. I'll do a theater of a hundred thousand sick Chinese people. I don't really <laughs> care. Okay? <laughs> Alex, I will open for you With at no that mask. theater. Yes, <laughs> uh, and eating duck soup while yeah, ever I'm served duck soup. Not duck, bat, bat soup bat. to everybody. It's a, I bat saw some story. Everybody, I, saw and some I won't story. talk about the government. Yeah, no, no. You then can't. you're really in trouble. Yeah, you can't do that. You're like at the KFC. Supposedly, they they served this lady. Uh, she was supposed to get a vegan fried uh, chicken yeah, and yeah. it was real chicken. And then when they, I guess she went back to complain. The employees like laughed and at they, her. Yeah, they were making fun of her. Which I totally, I agree with the employees on this one because listen, I I'm not I'm nothing against vegans. And I understand that actually it's probably probably more people going to go that route with this coronavirus because it is it has started from that. You know, all of these. Things start from eating these things we shouldn't be eating, yeah. or whatever. So, if you're 
a, a strict vegan, why are you going to Kentucky Fried Chicken? And I know people are going to get, ah, but I should be able to eat that too. But there's a chance it might be cooked in the same oil as the whatever and blah, blah. So it's probably best to stay away from that. So I just, I just the image of the, 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 the Kentucky Fried Chicken employees dressed up in that uniform yeah. laughing at her is yeah. just really funny for me. I know. <laughs> it, it's at some Kentucky Fried Chicken here and I don't know what, oh, what no. state it was in, but they, they, they laughed. The girl went back to complain and they laughed at her. They're not nice people over Maybe there. You know who UK. else they laughed at? That the Russian girl. She came in after that pool incident, and they laughed at they her. Laughed her. So who puts dry ice in a pool? That's not nice. That's kind of the issue with like all these Impossible Burgers and stuff. Is you're trying to make vegan alternatives to food that you're not supposed to eat, so you're probably going to mix them up sometimes. It's yeah. Happen. Carl, you went to a uh, you went to a different elementary school than I did. Uh, I went to Edith L. Slocum Elementary School and Ronkonkoma. You went to Cherokee El- uh, Elementary School in Ronkonkoma as well. When you were at that uh, elementary school, did you go to uh, on field trips? Did you go on field trips? Of course, yes. Yeah, and do you remember any of those field trips? Uh, did, not, you got on the school bus. Yeah, and you yeah, went yeah. to like a special I think, day. I think the like the zoo, the, the the zoo and some museum that was. Yeah, Van the Vanderbilt Planetarium was a big one. Did you guys go to Vanderbilt we, Planetarium? Yeah, and you we go did see that. like uh yeah those planets Just or like a laser it. light show, or whatever. Dark. Yeah. Yeah. Something. Laser light show. Yeah. Uh, what about uh? Did you ever go to like a thing called summer recreation? Did you have it? We, we had it slow. I'm getting get, that. You're young. probably looking at me like, "Why I'm going to get this is going to make sense in a yeah, minute." Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we had summer recreation, but I don't think it was in elementary school. Okay, so we had summer recreation at Slocum School, where you'd go. You know, school was out, but you would go down there and play uh, knock hockey right. uh, and stuff like that. And then you would go on field trips with them as well. And we used one to of the, play asses up. Asses up was the ball, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, if you yeah, didn't right, catch right, right. it clean, you had to go you against had to go the wall and, then they would throw. and you throw the tennis yeah. ball at your ass. It was back in the days when you could do things like that. You couldn't probably do that mm. these days, right? Because it would be oh, abusive. Why not? Just call it something kids different. Are, yeah. Boys are still doing it. Boys want to punch each other more than ever. Really? I mean, yeah, you think? Young kids? Yeah, I think they still do. Wall ball. We called it wall ball, I think. Or oh, So you just threw it at the guy's ass? Yeah. Like you, yeah. Well, usually it's like a homoerotic thing, right? Yeah. Like you, I was more worried about getting hit in the back than the butt. I was a chubby kid. What type of balls were you throwing? Just we, tennis we balls, right? Tennis balls, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what we did. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that can't hurt too much. Yeah? I mean, some of All those right. kids got arms on them. So, yeah. so uh, you don't really remember your school field trips. Did your mom pack a different lunch to the school field trip? I remember that was a big thing. We'd have, you know, we'd normally get the shit lunch my mom would pack for regular days. But then on, on, uh, on field trip days, you'd get like, oh, my mother would put the soda in a can, can soda, which oh, we never got. Yes. And then she would wrap it in aluminum foil to yeah. keep it uh, cold. That, the problem with that is because I like peanut butter and jelly, but the aluminum can is heavy and it's yeah. sat on the peanut butter and jelly <laughs> right. and then the jelly would seep through the yeah. bread. It is, it's a lot to deal with. Yeah. Sure, sure. Uh, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, the reason I'm bringing this up is because we used to have a place uh, out on Long Island called Adventureland. Uh, yes. It was an amusement park. Uh, I think it was in Farmingdale, Long Island. I believe it's still there. Uh, I've talked about it on this podcast before, but that one of the field trips we would take with Summer Rec was to Adventureland. Uh, and it would go in the daytime. And and the rides were, you know, uh, like I often say on this podcast, just it was the 70s where safety wasn't necessarily the main concern. You know, they wouldn't even like strap you in yeah. on, on ones that like went upside it's, down. It, it was like, a just step, hold on tight. It was a step above the <laughs> parking lot fares that they have now where exact, this guy- right. Drives a truck in, yeah. and all of a sudden he sets, sets up a up. roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. Like you see and him with the yeah. The only thing that was different is like I think these like bolted to the ground. Like those, I think yeah. those aren't even bolted to the ground. <laughs> no. These were at least bolted into the parking lot. 
uh, and and then it would drive you out to them. And uh, there used to be a, a the reason w- what we do on this podcast is we like to do songs. Now this this started in a weird way because I, Alex and I would compare. Like I thought it was interesting that songs of today are you know I don't know you're not really into music as much as I am, but. Now your your kids they listen to any type of music. My kids love it. Ariana like, Ariana Grande. Uh, Carter loves Panic at the Disco. Panic at the Disco. Yeah, really? That's his favorite band right now. He's, yeah, eight, really? he's turning eight. There's- oh my god! I did, okay, that's fine. And then what they, they like they like uh, Broadway show tunes. They love you know like Hamilton. Who? Hamilton. Yeah, and- I feel like Hamilton really like crossed that- all you know, and everybody likes Hamilton. And uh, the Greatest Showman. On, oh know, yeah, all, that all was the another one. I- shows too. Okay. But Got those a couple are all of, famous singers. Sounds so like, that, that sounds like you're the, raising a couple little queers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't know yeah, yet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, that's uh, that's good. That's, well, that. once I know you're going somewhere with the song, but I don't know if you've ever on this uh, podcast sang, you know, the Ronkonkoma song. I have. Okay, People good. loved it. Okay. <laughs> do you know that you, if I sing it, will you be able to pick up what? Of do course. Do we do the same song on the bus? Because we went on two different school buses, but. I think it's the same song. Okay, where are the kids from Ronkonkoma? You know, we're not so very neat. We never change. Change our underwear. We never wash our feet. We always carry some whiskey. We always carry some booze. We had a kid's from Now, here's the yeah, part yeah. that comes up. Now, would you say, because there's, uh, I used to be, I was raised properly. So I would say, I would stop when we got to this part because some of the kids would say, who the fuck are you? Oh, no, no, no. The Chamberlains down the street. <laughs> they were, they were they had wrong side they were, of the tracks. Yeah. That's Casey Chamberlain. And he would always go, who the fuck are you? And some people say, who the hell are you? That's Either what I one, said. I was like, this is too much for me to even wrap my, I can't. So I would just stop. So you would go. I would help. Kids from Ron we never, we always carry some whiskey. We always carry some booze. Where the kids from Ron Ron Who the hell are you? Use who the hell are you? Use. Yeah. That's a word, right? I, well, it isn't Ron Conklin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that is, it's amazing to me that that song has stuck with me. And I've, I've kind of talked about it to other people from Ron Conklin. And they're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. So, but who like wrote that song? Because it's not bad. It's not a bad. Li- and then I, I thought maybe it was something that other people sang and they just changed the hometown. We should get the rights to that. Yeah. But we? like, but. But I've talked to other people and like, no, I've never even heard of a song. I thought it was just like a, like a school bus jingle that every city would just plug yeah, their like, city uh, into. No more teachers, no more There books, you go. No right. Teacher, is, yeah. No so I thought it was something that way you just go, where the kids from Nashville, we're not so very. So you could plug in any city, but it's not. It's tr- it's exclusive <laughs> to the losers of Ron Konkama, that song. Well, it's apparent by the uh, exactly. last word. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, use. That's more than you. That's his plural for use <laughs> fucking dopes uh unbelievable um anyway better health doesn't happen overnight and right now ritual is offering my listeners 10 percent off during your first three months visit ritual.com backslash franjola f-r-a-n-j-o-l-a and start your ritual today that's 10 percent off during your first three months we all want to have a nice healthy lifestyle and you think it's easy you think you just go out and have a kale shake but Ritual.com will deliver vitamins right to your house. To send, Ritual obsessively research vitamins for women. Ritual's essentials have the nutrients most of us don't get enough from from food. And all their clean, absorbable forms. No shady additives or ingredients that could do more harm to your body than good. Too easy to take capsules provide nine nutrients you need to support a strong foundation for your health. This is great. I mean, uh, t- from D3 to Omega-3, Ritual's essential for women's 
fill in the gaps of women's diet. There's no nausea, which that's what I get with vitamins. I don't like that. Capsules designed and gentle to be easy on your stomach. There's a mint tab to take uh, after you taste. There's no fishy aftertaste. And Ritual's delivered right to your house. How easy can they make it? And you'll get 10% off, like I said, ritual.com backslash Frangiola, F-R-A-N-J-O-L-A, 10% off during your first three months. That's ritual.com. Get it right, ladies. Take these and you will be a new person ready for summer, looking good, feeling good. Ritual.com backslash Frangiola. Uh, let's, so. The song. We're going to get to the song. Now, we, we like to play one from today. And it, I've been seeing this Harry Styles all over the place. Handsome kid comes out of this band called um, uh, One Direction. He's like, the, he's like the breakout star of One Direction. He's not to Zayn Malik or some of the other kids. He's fucking a breakout. And he did get mugged just recently. He and, did, yeah, yeah. He was walking down the street somewhere. Valentine's Day. Uh, yeah, in he's England? walking home alone, which I don't know why. And his house wasn't that far. Yeah. And I guess there was a bunch of kids. They had their hoods up. And yeah. uh, they started approaching him. And they said, hey, do you smoke weed? And he's like, no. And they're like, "What? Do you, how much money you got? So he pulled out money, handed the money. And then he said, unlock your phone and hand it to us. And I don't know this. I don't remember if he gave him the phone or he right. just started running towards a car that was driving by and tried to wave these them down. stories are always strange to me. Like I always feel I'm not saying this about Harry Styles, but I always feel like it was some sort of strangeness going on that went wrong. Because I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago, Kevin Spacey had one of those, like, I got robbed in a park at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> like, they stole my phone. They're like, what are we doing yeah, in the park? Eddie, Eddie Murphy goes, had a funny yeah, story like, like that, There's too. like a few of them. There was that other kid, that, that handsome kid who was in Bay, the, that Baywatch remake, Zach, Zach Efron. Oh, Zach Efron. He had a strange one downtown in LA. It was like... Three o'clock in the morning, I was downtown and I got didn't, mugged didn't in an Hugh alley. Grant, Hugh Grant had a funny story. Well, Hugh story. Grant had like, he was straight picking up a hooker. Oh, like, so he, 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 didn't, he didn't say he was mugged. No, he didn't make anything up. He was Some like, no, I tried to get, yeah. Stole my money. No, his, not, his, his was not a transvestite. His was not a transvestite. And in the case of Hugh Grant, it was a real woman. It was, uh, her name was Divine Brown. Oh, that's she right. Died she years later. sounds like a transvestite. Yeah, yeah. But she was a, that's back in the days when they used to be hookers on the, oh on Sunset Boulevard. Oh, amazing back then. Those days are long gone. Um. Anyway, but go that's you. The freeway for that kind of a. Time. I don't even think you find them anywhere. Like street walkers. Yeah, I see like him. street walking hookers. It's uh, it's like Santa Monica and Weston. I stopped at that. The trannies are still now. Out somebody there. now after this thirty-eight-year-old woman is about when that season's over, you go down get one of those girls, make her bachelorette. I that would be the most entertaining <laughs> fucking season of the bachelorette ever. Like what? 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 What he say? What he say? He says he wants to give you a rose. Oh fuck you and your rose, motherfucker. <laughs> I would I would watch That's the that. Flavor of love I would I would watch that in soon. a minute. Remember when the flavor of love on the girl shit on the floor? <laughs> that was like, oh, TV is such trash. I'm trying to make it every day. Um, <laughs> anyway, so let's hear Harry Styles. Let's give us a little Harry Styles and this see what this kid's up to. He's, he's he's got a new tour and he's all over the place promoting. So he's a big star, big star. And he's, his his music is actually pretty good. He's actually not shitty like some of them are. Did you see that guy, that guy we've played on this podcast a couple of times got killed? Pop Smoke? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pop Smoke wound up getting <laughs> shot and killed. R.I.P. Pop Smoke. Yeah, R.I.P. Pop Smoke. You Two, three know. weeks ago. They is he the one that broke away from, or is it the one of the other guys who broke away no, from One Direction? He did. He's, he's, he was One Direction. I mean, they're all broken up now. They're all right, have but somebody own. split first. He, I think it was him. Because yeah. he went on. He's, an, he's in Dunkirk. He's done some, oh, right. some movies and stuff. 
But I think these guys, these musicians who go into music, they don't stay in movies very long because it's boring. I believe it's boring for them. You know, it's funny. Like Beyonce, like she's like, I can't. But I'm sitting here waiting for three hours to do one shot. I like Beyonce. I do too. It's funny. I can hear his um, English accent, and most times when people are singing, you can't recognize it. Yeah. I was like, I remember my mother every day used to tell me about Mel Tillis. Remember, he was a country singer who had a stutter in real life. And when he sang, he didn't have a stutter. My mother would tell <laughs> us that story every week. You know, Mel Tillis doesn't have a stutter when he sings. I still remember. I thought this was going to be a dance song. This is more of a this is a romantic. yeah. This is a more romantic song. Yeah, this is something you want to listen to while you're eating a, a vegan sandwich. From I'm such a typical guy. Like I, I don't hear the words. Like I only hear the music. Oh, you used to be into like some real bad music, though. You were an account. You were into like um, uh, Maroon Five. You were. In, yeah. Wasn't he a dick to you one oh time? Oh my god! Yeah. So. Oh, oh tell man. that story. People yeah. love to hear that shit. Yeah, it was Adam. It was, oh, he actually. Adam Levine. He recently just had to apologize for doing a shit show and like chili. Keep playing. It sounds yeah. perfect. Actually, to talk over. He, um, he, he. We went to his concert at uh, at the Forum recently. Dude, he loves himself so yeah. much. He would just hang on the mic, like, look at me. His keep his band back. He never let the band no, come those up front. Guys, yeah. Then the one guy who had like a jumpsuit on, like it was, it was Corona, uh, coronavirus, coronavirus. They, they brought him up to the. He finally brought him up to the stage, but he never touched him. He never like leaned in, like playing with him. Yeah. It was like the one time he just let him have a little bit of the stage. Yeah, but apparently he did a very bad show in Chile or something, and he had to come out and apologize that I wasn't professional and I and I yeah. sucked yesterday, the day before. He's, but he, he he was a dick to you. Tell the story. He publicly announced at that show that it's Tell the, the best fucking concert story you about ever when he see. was a dick. So, well, me, I love Maroon 5's first album, and when That's, I got back together with my wife, uh-huh. I, before we got back together, I gave her the album. I said, "Listen to." Oh, I can't believe she married you after that. She, I, said, I mean, what a saint. I said, "Listen to track." Three, you know, Sunday morning, you'll right. be coming back to me. And uh, I said, don't marry the guy that you're thinking about marrying. You should be marrying this is me. This a perfect song to right? be playing underneath this and right so, now. So it she Actually, didn't, she didn't that say yes right away. Up. She didn't say yes right away. But that song was something I said to her that where you should be marrying me. And then okay. a year later, we got engaged. Wow. Uh, and she did come back to me. So and, we were at Dantana's one night. Yeah. And uh, Adam Levine. Dantana's a restaurant here in Los Angeles, a very popular restaurant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we were at Dantana's uh, one night, and Adam Levine's there. And, and I'm with my wife, and I'm like, oh my God, he's the, like, he's part it's of the reason, reason that here. we got married what, and stuff like that. What was the song? It's uh, Sunday morning. Sunday morning is, right. yeah. So uh, I said, we got to go up to him. So I go up to I'm like, hey, uh, Adam, I just want you to know that, you know, me and my wife, are together and I gave this song to her uh, asking her to marry me right and he, he looked at me and he said that whole album's about breaking up and then he turned around and walked away. I swear to God, that was I mean, it. Actually, it's kind of funny. He was just like, so you were probably drunk. He was like, oh, shut up, you're drunk. I, yeah. It's very possible I was drunk. Yeah. yeah. But I, I thought I held myself together pretty well. I, I, and he, but right. he's pretty oh, is full. It? Is he's this the song? He's pretty full of himself. Is that's this, it. Yeah. Well, that's like his thing. I mean, sure. I remember the song. We it's used nice. To, when we would just hang out on these Sundays, because that was my day with her, and like we'd hang out at the beach. It was so romantic, so awesome. Like, how long have you guys been married? Uh, twelve years now. Yeah. Wow. Shit. This is nice. I remember I went to. You guys had me at. I went to four different weddings. You guys had like four weddings. I went to all of them. One yeah. of them in at, like an old folks home. Yeah, he Victoria's did, like, grandmother was 100 years old. Yeah, and I just heard people, like, as we were walking down the hallway, just people moaning, like, ah, 
<laughs> like it's the way, like people are just like just fucking I want to die yeah. and I die now. Yeah, there was all people like in wheelchairs peeing themselves. Yeah, they had like a calendar on the wall of, of events that were coming up, and Wednesday was McDonald's Day. Like that's how fucking sad it is to get old. We look forward to like we're gonna go to McDonald's tomorrow on a bus. You that, fucking loser. That was our actual bring that, on coronavirus so I could just die. That was our actual marriage. Like that's that. Those were the vows that we got married to, and then we went to Cabo, and then we did one back New in York. New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, right. those were all fake. And you wore <laughs> and, you were at the real one. Yeah. Now, when you the outfit you wore at the one. Do you regret it now looking back at pictures? You dressed like a, and I'm not fucking around to tell you this, people. He dressed like a pirate, and I'm not kidding. Well, Victoria, my wife, got this vintage Worth gown. It's yeah, okay, an that old was 1700 gown that looked so beautiful. I was like, I thought, oh, I, I have to wear something this that is, matches and that. And married on a beach, mind you, in 100 fucking degrees. Yeah. So I, I, I got this puffy old shirt, and I got a, pirate. a vest. It's a fucking pirate shirt. Some baggy pants. That I never even tried on Are you until hearing this? the day he I got married. Like a pirate to get married with like like a ruffled shirt. Yeah, it was. Uh, what, what did you What did you say? I had a great joke about yeah. it. I forgot something. You know, I said I said Carl oh, was, was working Carl, out. Carl was working real hard at working out to try and get into shape because he said one day he'll show these pictures to his kids and say, "Look how good Daddy looked." And I said, "How are you going to explain that fucking suit to them? Forget how your fucking waistline. <laughs> how are you explain that pirate outfit." Anyway. Thank you for getting that Maroon 5 up, Alex, and we appreciate you being here today, Alex. Sorry we talked too much about our lives, but no. it's a different episode. Thank you all for signing up for the Patreon. We're going to get this Patreon going probably this week, or you could be a first Patreon episode coming up. Go on, sign up for Patreon. We already have like 180 people, almost 200 people. Five bucks, that's it. Five bucks, you get two extra episodes uh, uh, a month and some fun stuff along the way. So we're really excited about it, and we're going to be starting that. Come out to the live shows. You know where they are, fredjoel.com. Excited to see all of you at those live shows. You know how it is. I love you. I take pictures with you. I talk to you. You can tell me about things. I won't be like Adam Levine. I'll be nice to you no matter how drunk you are. <laughs> uh, and I will talk to you. Like a lot of people are concerned about coronavirus. I'm not. I've lived a good life. If coronavirus gets me tomorrow, fucking fair enough. You know, I've, I've had a pretty good time in life. Are you concerned about death, Carl? Do you, do you, do you like, uh, or are you one of the people like, I mean, I've done okay in life. Uh, I don't know. Having kids kind of makes you want to live a little longer. Yeah. You want to hear If those. I didn't have kids, I'd be like, ah, eh, whatever but happens. I went to happens. one of your, your, your daughters in theater play productions and I went with you guys to see one of her productions and I wish I had died halfway through it. <laughs> <laughs> so you must think yeah. the same thing. You have to go to three or four of them a year. Yeah. Must, yeah. But they do, uh, I'll say this, we used to do these long, we used to do Guys and Dolls and we would do four hour versions of Guys and Dolls when we were in high school. I like to think but our they, productions were a little better. I know, but you, we, then we remember we watched but, it one time on videotape, we were like, oh, we're terrible. Yeah, people were snoring. Yeah. I think you guys got a scholarship. We did. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Thank you. I mean, yes, people we, didn't have phones yes. to like hide and but like do stuff now what they, they do watching. is for kids in like in schools, elementary school stuff, they do truncated versions of these productions. So they're only like an hour, which is, which is like so nice. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, on to getting back to um, the, we would go to the Adventureland and there used to be an, a, a ride at Adventureland. God, I forget the fucking name of it. And it spun around so fast that it was called the Gravitron. Yes. Remember that? You stuck and to the wall. Exactly. You stuck to, the bottom would fall out and you'd stick to the wall. It was just to give you a headache. Like it, it was the worst thing because it just spun out so bad. And what they would do is they would play music so loud that that was, that was the fun of it. And I remember vomiting to where, so if you vomited, you vomited straight out and then it would just go around and hit every, you know, it would just spin around <laughs> and like as if you were, you know, just get on everybody. So, and I vomited 
and it got on everybody. And then I walked out, and everybody knew I was a vomiter. And then I was like, you had to walk down, and, and I was sliding my hands on a handrail, and my hand went into more vomit. So I was covered in people's vomit. I wound up winning a Bruce, uh, Bob Seger album that day uh, in a contest. Whatever. Vomit and all. Vomit and all. <laughs> I mean, I was covered in vomit. They were like, give the fucking guy the album. He's look at this loser. He's covered in puke. And anyway, this was the song that was playing. While I was uh, while I was vomiting in the gravitron, I still remember it. This is Aldo Nova. It's a fuck. Turn it up, Alex. And it doesn't get any fucking harder rocking than this band called Aldo. I believe they're Canadian. I could be wrong. Fuck, man, it's good. This is another one like last week's Triumph song. Just put on your roller skates for real and start having a good fucking time. We're all gonna be gone. Coronavirus is gonna get us. Maybe it's gonna. Maybe not gonna get you tomorrow. But according to Carl, Carl's gonna sell in his house right now. He's so so concerned about it. <laughs> so uh, thank you to Carl McKeenan, M A K I N E N. I want to tell people that because they'll look you up. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, and well, the, first uh, of all, the restaurants, the local. The peasant. restaurant's called the local peasant here. Sherman Oaks. I highly recommend Oaks. that if you guys are out and uh, maybe coming here, maybe you live here, maybe coming here to visit. There's some. It's a pretty good celebrity hangout. It's yeah. in a valley. It's on Ventura it's Boulevard. Cool I've seen Renee Zellweger here, yes, that's right. Academy Award winner. I've seen her here quite a bit. Dave Grohl, like I said Chelsea earlier. Recently. Chelsea Handler comes in a lot. Sarah Colonna. Sarah Colonna and all my friends. Retta, Retta and Sarah Colonna and all my friends come in. We come in all the time. Yeah, Retta just moved over here. Yeah, She's Retta lives here in Sherman Oaks now. The Stanley Cup was here the other night. Was it? Did yeah. it come by here? Yeah, yeah I saw yeah. Tom Segura, who has a podcast. It was, they had it on their podcast, Tom. And uh, so they must. I, I think they shoot around here. Yeah. What was it doing here? Just uh, Retta actually arranged it. Oh, she did? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Carl underscore McKinney. You got to do better on Instagram, man. You, you, I know. You, I you still it. hashtag blessed, and that's you, people make fun of people for hashtag, but he, he doesn't do know they? it's a joke. I he don't doesn't know. know. He doesn't know it's a joke. He hashtags blessed. Oh, it's a joke now? It's a joke. Yeah. You, oh, you this, can't do so that. It's, I always people try do to it from, ironically. They, they were hashtag yeah. blessed. Well, yeah, I you do it seriously. Can it revert back to being meaningful at some point? That's you hang around people who are too nice and they don't make fun of you. So yeah. things like that. I don't but understand I wouldn't trolling. Let that, I don't know see, what that I means. Do. And that it keeps people in line. Yeah. It makes them. It makes you realize, oh, I shouldn't do that. Oh. And then you were you were hashtagging when you were in um, Call of the Wild. You were hashtagging Alaska for some reason. Is that because Call of the Wild is supposed to be in Alaska? Yeah, I guess. I okay. Did that. I don't. I yeah, don't, we'll talk I about don't has- understand the hashtag. Well, I, I, thing. I, I need no, a lesson on you, that. Yeah, you Maybe you guys can help. We me. understand. You don't understand. Hey, I'm also recurring on Perry Mason on HBO. Oh, that's coming up, right? That's coming up. I think it, I think it's going to start next month. So, and I play uh, um, Joe Morgan, Commander Joe Morgan, on that, and I have a scene. So here uh, it is. This, that's fantastic. Yeah. Two, two guys from Ron Konkuma. We just want to give you a little backstory. See, you can you can make it. And if you have kids out there thinking to themselves, hey, I'd love to be in show business. It ain't fucking impossible. We're two fucking losers with no education whatsoever. And here we are and now. we didn't have the internet either. No. We figured it out Listen on our to own. fucking Aldo Nova. And, you know, if you're a 38-year-old woman, you could be the next bachelor. Keep your shit tight. You know, this fucking girl out there wearing, you know, uh, culottes. She's having a good time. Give me a little Aldo Nova as we uh, say goodnight to everybody. Thank you for listening to Cover to Cover. We got more coming. We got more coming. Good ones. Fun ones. Thank you, Carl McKeenan. Thank you, Alex Kahn. Thank you all for having us. Local peasant. Check it out. Look it up. And fucking joy. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Alex. Bye, everyone. Good night.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.